Hello and welcome to the AMSSM Sports MedCast. As we approach the 2023 AMSSM annual meeting in Phoenix, Arizona, we continue our mini journal club series highlighting each of the top articles in sports and exercise medicine from 2021 as selected from last spring's annual meeting. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Schroeder, and I am joined today by Rebecca King, who is a sports medicine physician at the Dunfries Health Center in Dunfries, Virginia. She serves as a member of the top article subcommittee, part of the AMSSM Education Committee. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to cover the number three article with you today, Rebecca. This is a systematic review published in the Journal of American Academic Orthopedic Surgery in May 2021 by authors Chen et al. entitled Thermal Nerve Radiofrequency Ablation for the Non-Surgical Treatment of Knee Osteoarthritis. This was a systematic literature review. Now, we know that over 14 million people live with symptomatic knee OA in the U.S. alone. As musculoskeletal physicians, most of us see this on a daily basis, and we are always looking for a means to decrease pain and improve function. Rebecca, can you offer a brief overview of what radiofrequency ablation is? Sure. So this is a great non-surgical option where usually a, a PM&R doctor will go in and target a specific nerve and then use radio waves to either heat or cool that nerve so that it is no longer sending back pain signals. Awesome. Thank you for that uh, little overview. So now looking at this article, what questions did the author set out to answer in this systematic literature review? So these authors were specifically wondering how does denicular nerve RFA compare to other non-surgical knee OA treatment? And so if they were comparing these other non-surgical interventions, I believe they compared the RFA to sham or controls, PRP, hyaluronic acid, oral analgesics like diclofenac and corticosteroid, correct? Yes, their studies included a, a wide variety of other non-surgical treatments. And then, of course, there was one study that looked at the RFA compared to a sham procedure. Okay, so out of the seven RCTs in this, what did they discover? So overall, they did find that RFA was more effective at pain control usually in the short-term follow-up, about three months, but some studies went out to 12 months for the control of pain in osteoarthritis of the knee. So the RFA was better in pain and function at the three-month mark, but sometimes uh, out further than that, depending on the RCT that was looked at? Yes, and of course, that was a limitation of the study as well, is that there was varying follow-up the most common was three months, but some did go out to 12. But yes, it was superior in both pain and function. When you were looking at all these different articles from your subcommittee, what made this stick out as a top three article? This one had a couple of things going for it. One was that it was looking at a procedure that I'm not sure everyone necessarily thinks of as a first option or a go-to option in their patients with knee arthritis. And it was a systematic literature review. So anytime you had either a meta-analysis or a systematic review, those would always score a bit higher and get higher up on the list. So taking this into consideration, this great systematic review, looking at RFA for knee osteoarthritis, 
does this change your practice patterns or where this may fall in your patterns for treatment of knee osteoarthritis? Yes, and I can say it, it actually has since you know we looked at this article over a year ago now. This is something that I include in my conversation with patients pretty much upfront. And listen, here are all your options. Physical therapy has failed. So let's talk about the more slightly invasive but non-surgical treatments you have available to you. And I'll sort of put this on the table as something to think about equally amongst all the other things that we talk about. I have discovered that most of them are there in the office and they want the steroid injection because it's right then and right there, and that's fine. But I have had a few patients who are very interested in this and I will refer on. Awesome. I, so definitely take away from this top three article is that radiofrequency ablation definitely has earned a seat at the table in our discussion and our counseling with our patients that are living with symptomatic knee osteoarthritis. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you. I'd like to thank Dr. Rebecca King from the AMSSM Top Articles Committee. Links to this article can be found in our podcast show notes. I'd also like to thank you, the listener. I hope you have found this time valuable. And if so, please share this podcast with your colleagues and help promote the visibility of the podcast by liking, subscribing, and leaving a quality five-star review on your preferred listening platform. We hope you'll join us for the 2023 AMSSM Annual Meeting in Phoenix, Arizona, April 28th through May 3rd, held in person, but also a virtual attendance option. And join us again soon for the next edition of the AMSSM Sports Medcast. The views expressed are theirs alone and do not represent the official policy or position of the AMSSM, the U.S. Army, Department of Defense, or U.S. government.